Hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey, hey. We're back. We're back. Hey, and you know what this week is? What is it? What is this week? <gasps> it's International Pronouns Day with on October 20th. October 20th. So that is why we are bringing you a little bit early this week. We're bringing you an early podcast around pronouns and why we have International Pronouns Day. Yep. And whoop, why whoop. we introduce ourselves with our name and our pronouns. So let's do it. Hi, my name is Alex. My pronouns are they, them, there. Hi, my name is Kim. My pronouns are she, her. Hey. Hi, welcome to How to Be Queer. And we're totally together. We're totally together. Stay with me forever. Okay. Will you marry me? Yeah. Oh, we're doing that in a month. We <laughs> are. Oh my gosh, yes. We have a, mo- a month till our celebration. We got some shit to do. Uh-huh. All right. Well, and we've eat been some cupcakes. On, eat some cupcakes. We did. We went cupcake tasting and it was so good. <laughs> oh my gosh. Love is and joy is in a cupcake. It sure is. It sure is. All right. So let's, um, you want to get into it? Let's do it. Let's get into it. So we got a lot to cover. We got a lot to cover. And, um, this is an opening. Help me, Alex. Technology is failing me. There it is. What would I do without you? I say, I really do ask myself that like every day. I do too. Yeah. Like, I feel like I was a functioning person and now I'm in this couple and I'm like, I'm not functioning. I think that's the fallacy of like human connection where we think we can do everything by ourselves. And it's like, we actually need, need, need each other. I definitely need you for lots of things to love and live. Yeah. Well, and to apparently open PowerPoint presentations. To open, too. See, it's, it's little things in life. Thank you, honey. I love you. I love you too. So let's talk about why pronouns matter. What do you want to say? Who a whole bunch. Um, well, we could start with some, some statistics. Mm-hmm. So in t- 2018, um, the, the Trevor project did a study and 35% of Gen Z ages eight, uh, 13 to 21. Those they, little Gen Zers. I know they're so cute. They're so in the know. Um, they know someone who uses gender neutral pronouns. 35%. 35% of them. They know somebody that uses gender, gender neutral, which would be they, them. Yeah. Mostly. And I learned a new term, neo pronouns. Ooh, what is that? Which is like the Z, Zer, Zems, Z, Z, Zer, Zem, um, the X, E, X, E, M. Those are neo pronouns. Neo. I always I think know. of when I hear neo, I think of neo from the matrix. Me too. But, but neo pronouns, Z, Zer. Yes. Wow. That's fascinating. 35%. Okay. Yeah. So um, pronouns outside the binary, which are like they, them, and then there's neo pronouns, which are coined pronouns. I don't know what that means. I don't either. Actually. I just learned about it on Trevor project. And so I'm going to read some more later, but we're talking about that at another time. We're going to talk about me. Okay. Coin pronouns another time. So (laughs) basically if you are listening to this, this podcast and you're like, oh my God, they, them pronouns, or this is so weird. Or what is the thing? Well, I I wanted to be a dinosaur when I was a little kid. I don't expect people to call me a dinosaur name. (laughs) Okay. Let's get with the program here because the world, it is a changing. Yep. And if you're not on board, you're going to be left behind. You're going to be left behind and you're going to look kind of stupid too. Yep. All right. So I know I um, am a Gen Xer Mm -hmm. and this has been a learning process for me because when you and I, when we got together, you used different pronouns than you use today. Yep. I sure did. Do you want to talk to us a little bit about that? In a different name. So, um, like I said it before, my name is Alex. I did not always go by the name Alex. 
but I am in my pronouns are they, them. So I am a transgender non-binary person. I'm also gay and queer and human, human. Um, but I didn't get the language for non-binary until I was 40. Yeah. And, and talk about when, you know, you know, I mean, the, the fucking earth opened up for me. It really did. And then everything, it wasn't just like one thread got pulled. It was like the entire floor of my life got pulled. <laughs> and I was like, yay, I'm free falling. This well, and it's is like wonderful. You, you had told me at the time, right? Because we went, we did go through this together. Something that I'm very proud of with both of us, because we did learn um, that when you're in a couple and one of the, the, the people in the couple is going to transition, Yeah, only about 30% of couples continue on their relationship survives. And ours, like, not only did we survive, we thrive. We do. We totally thrive. Fucking thriving joy. Mm-hmm. We totally thrive. It's better than yeah. I ever thought. Yeah. We're vibing. We're vibing. We've always been vibing. <laughs> We're still vibing. Still here. Still queer. Still queer. Okay. So, so keep going with, with your story here for us. Well, so, um, and I got the language I had, I've been, you know, I'm, I'm a believer in therapy and all sorts of energy work and things like that. And I've, I've navigated through, through decades of, of therapy and things like that. And it wasn't until again, age, age 40, but I had a queer therapist who gave me some language that none of the people that I'd worked with before even, even ever brought up to me at all. Like maybe it's your gender identity that, you know, yeah. So, but it was when you saw a queer therapist that was like, let me give you this information (sighs) around non-binary. Yeah. And that's when you were like, holy shit, my whole life makes sense. Yeah. I mean, and this is dramatic, but it's, it's also dramatic for a reason that like they kind of saved my life in a certain way. Cause I was, I was, I wasn't living as I wasn't living true. And I wasn't trying to not live true. I just didn't know. I mean, as a, as being the person that was, is, has been by your side through this transition. So I knew you pre and post transition. I've always loved you. No, thank you. I love you too. But you are much more centered and grounded and joyful and just all the things I'm going to start crying. Okay. Let's keep it moving. You held my head through my. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you've held mine too. So, all right. So you've got a quote up here for us. Do you want to read it? Yes. So queer people don't grow up as ourselves. We grew up playing a version of ourselves that sacrifices authenticity to minimize humiliation and prejudice. The massive task of our adult lives is to unpick which parts of ourselves are truly us and which parts we created to protect us. And that is by Alexander Leon. Thank you for those words, Alexander. Yes. So I want to talk a little bit as we get into these topics, this is going to be, you know, a reminder for our listeners, but it's, it is so, um, it is so accurate in the way that you can really get on this steps towards allyship, which is this concept as a trainer that I use, which is called head, heart, hands, healing. And so for, for folks wanting to actually know more about this, this is not something I came up with on my own. I was trained as a, um, as a trainer through a place called reach and reach has been doing this for like since the 1970s. And, um, when I learned this training, it was like, bam, that is it. That is what really, um, and I apply it to like almost everything in life. Mm-hmm. So the concept is your head, you are going to factually learn some things today, and then you feel it in your heart. 
And once you can empathize and deeply understand the experience, the authentic lived experience of another human being, it tends to come out in your hands. So today, how this might come out in your hands is you might be someone that's like, yep, I'm going to introduce myself with pronouns. Yep. I'm going to understand what the differences are between identity and orientation. And that is going to make me a more inclusive person. And what does that lead us to? Healing, healing our within organizations, healing within organizations in your personal relationships in life. Yeah. Right. Because I think, you know, Alex, we're most people want to be in healing. You yeah. want to be empathetic. You want to feel like you're helping. And one of the things in allyship that I notice people get tripped up about is they try to go straight into hands. Right. Right. You I've wanna, been there. Yeah. yeah. I, we've all been there. Yeah. Oh my God. Somebody's upset about something. I just want to jump in and fix it. But it's really hard to do that. If you don't actually understand in your head and feel it in your heart, what hands and healing actually looks like. Yeah. So that's why we use that process and, and, and shout out to, um, reach who, and, and my, one of my mentors, Michelle Campbell, who really walked me through that. So what's our plan today? So lace up your shoes. We are going to go on an adventure. Um, I love adventures. We're going <laughs> to every day is an adventure with you. <laughs> okay. Um, we're going to go into why does any of this matter? Workplace safety, equity, belonging. It's more about than can we just get along? If, if it was that simple, this would have been solved a <laughs> right? long time ago. We would have no jobs. We would not have jobs. <laughs> um, gender, sex, or gender versus sex versus orientation versus um, expression. I don't mean to say versus, but that's the best way to have right now. And we'll get into it later. So who am I versus what makes my body parts go? Beep, beep. beep. Okay. I know it makes my, never mind. Okay. Um, <laughs> keep it clean. Keep it clean. My parents listen to us. Uh, okay. <laughs> Um, what is cisgender, transgender, and non-binary? Uh, and then we'll go into what is orientation and why should I add my pronouns because it all matters and what makes an ally. And so you'll leave here, leave here. Yeah. Listening. Leave here listening. No, knowing a little bit more of how to be an advocate, an ally, uh, an accomplice. And what, and what happens when I completely and totally screw something up? Yep. Because we all do. Yep. Let's normalize that. Right. Okay. So before we can even get into like, cause our whole, our whole podcast here is like how to be queer, right? How do you, how do you learn to be queer in a world that is completely heteronormative? Yeah. We have to acknowledge the beast that we live in <laughs> the, and the beast being heteronormative, a dominant worldview that promotes heterosexuality and cisgender as the normal or preferred experience. So simply stated, this is like when you hear people walk around being like marriage is for man and woman only girls wear pink boys. Don't you love like a truck and so on and yeah. so on and so on gender reveal parties. Oh, I know that's like a thorn in that's your a, side. That's a thorn in my side because I am not uh, well, I'm yeah. <laughs> so if you can check in with yourself a little bit. So if you are a person who identifies as, as straight, if you are cisgendered, I want you to go through this process with me for a minute because it's called the invisible knapsack of sexual orientation. Do should we say really fast what cisgender is? Yep. Tell us okay. again. So cisgender is basically um, when you came out of your mom's body and they said it's a girl oh, or it's a, boy. it's a boy. So you identify within the sex. Your gender is the sex you were assigned at birth. So I am an example of a cisgendered person. Yes. Because when I was came, came out of my mother's body, which my mother t- told me like I was asleep when I came out. <laughs> I know I've, I've been burning everything up since then, but I, apparently I had a very like, calm birth, <laughs> but when I came out, right. They gave me the little like tickle snack on smack, smack on the feet. The doctor was like, it's a girl. 
I still, when I like feel my body and I think in my head and I, and I actually look at my body parts, everything aligns. I am a cisgendered female. Yeah. I wish I knew what that felt like. That is not who you are. <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all. Never. Not at all. We're going to get to that. But okay. if you are a person and so sexual orientation, so I'm telling you right now, I am cisgendered, which means I identify with the sex I was assigned at birth, but my orientation is I am a lesbian. So I know, I know you're probably wondering, but you just said you're with a non-binary person. We will get there. The short answer is my sexual orientation is mine. Mm -hmm. Meaning this is when I see other people of a, of a same, um, expression or same, um, you know, gender as me, however I want to define it. That's what makes my body parts go beep. Right. So no offense to like men, because I, I, I love men. I've got, you know, wonderful experiences with men. It just doesn't make my body parts beep. That's the easiest way I can say it. So sexual orientation and a lesbian. Okay. So I want people to go through this with us a little bit because there is um, the invisible knapsack of whiteness, which is Peggy McIntosh's work. She also gave us the sexual orientation edition. Yes. So you might like think about doing both of these, but for, for our, our cisgendered straight people out here, I want you to like check in with some of these questions. Can you go for months without somebody saying, oh my God, you're straight. <laughs> That's so straight. <laughs> Things you probably don't hear, right? I'm not at like, are, are, do people come up to you and say, why are you straight? Are you ever asked to be like, hey, could you speak for all straight people? <laughs> why did you choose being straight? No one uses straight as an insult. Can you like walk around in public with your partner and you're like holding hands and maybe you give like a little smoochy PDA Do people stare. Okay. And lastly, cause what we're really here to talk about today, can you introduce yourself with your pronouns and people will just be like, yeah, cool. Yeah. So just something to keep in mind, cause we were going to talk about taking space versus making space. So just keep some of these things in mind for you. That's, that's, um, that's one of our favorite. That is one of my favorite traces, taking space versus making space. We're going to get into it in a bit. Okay. So just a quick reminder, it is not a bad thing to acknowledge that you have privilege. It is, however, if you ignore that you have it. Yeah. So simply stated, you're here because you want to know, right? And when we know we tend to do better, um, we all have privilege and power, and it's really just about learning how to use it in a way. That is what we're talking about when we say making space versus taking it. You, if you are a person that is cisgendered, if you are living in the heteronormativity, this is your opportunity to make space for someone whose lived experience might not be yours. Yes. Okay. Let's keep it moving. Right. All right. Yeah. Okay. Get into some language for folks. So we'll, we have a slide about gender, but I'm going to, I'm going to jump ahead. Then we'll come back. So basically gender is a concept that um, lives between your ears and in your heart as well, but it's, it's a sense of who you are. So we t- mentioned earlier that, you know, cisgender is refers to the concept that your gender identity matches the sex you were assigned at birth. It's a girl and it's a girl. Okay. It's a boy. It's a girl. It's a boy. It's a girl. It's a boy. You said it's a girl. It's a girl. Well, like that when oh, you assigned. Oh, I got you. Yep. Yeah, yeah. 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 That's just me being, <laughs> I don't know where I am. Keep going. I'm staring at you and I'm like, <laughs> the doctor told you you were a girl and you were like, yes, I'm a girl. I'm with you. Okay. <laughs> I love you. I love you too. 
I'm just a terrible sidekick. No, you're not. You're fine. Okay. Okay. And then there's transgender. So, so cisgender is binary. There's like, you know, cisgender, like you, Kim, you're cisgender female, um, cisgender male. Transgender is an umbrella term that basically like, um, now these labels, the, these terms apply um, individually. Um, the person has their own choice, whether or not these terms match them or not because um, not all people living outside the binary are trans. So basically it's an umbrella term. If you choose to, choose to use it, that everything not cisgender is transgender. So, But if I was a non-binary person, I could say I identify as non-binary, but the word transgender doesn't really fit for me. Yes, that's possible. And me being a cisgender person or any person, yeah. you respect it. Yes. Got it. Yeah. Thank you. So transgender um, can be binary. You're a transgender male, a transgender female, or non-binary like myself. You're transgender, non-binary human. So when you say like, when you feel non-binary, let's go to the next one. What does that, what does it mean for you? So non-binary is um, someone whose gender lives outside the binary or neither or both. So I am not just male. I'm not just female. I'm, I'm neither and, and, and both. I actually think of myself more of like as neither. <laughs> there's just no, you just don't, there's like not a gender that just is like, yep, this is me. I just think I'm non-binary. That's my gender. Which is not male, not female or equally male and female. Yeah. Because then it's like the male and female really goes more into um, expression which we're going to get to, which we're going to get to. So when we hear the words AFAB and AMAB, what does that mean? So AFAB stands for assigned female at birth. AMAB is assigned male at birth. Um, intersex. Intersex. This occurs pretty often, but it's not, it's not, it should be more of a conversation than it is. And intersex is a little bit of new language. Yes. So people who are like Gen X and older, you might think of this, we've, we've updated our language. So this is language you would not use anymore. Yeah. But we used to say the word, um, hermaphrodite. Yeah. And, and or it, transsexual is the other word we used to use. We no longer use that terminology. It is actually intersex. Yes. Okay. And intersex is the, um, is the I in the LGBTQ well in the U S LGBTQIA. I know in Canada there's LGBTQ two plus. Okay. But this would be the plus would be intersex. Yes. Okay. And then gender non-conforming expansive queer. How is that not the same as non-binary? It's an entire, because gender is a, is like a, I view it as a prism as it's a concept. So it's like, if, if you think of your gender as being on a spectrum or a line, so if non-binary is smack dab in the middle between male and female gender, queer, and non-conforming, I'm sorry, gender non-conforming and expansive is kind of like off that line you're, you're kind of just expanding. You're just, it's a concept, but you don't identify as expansive. You still identify as non-binary. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. righty. And guess what? I'm going to respect that. <laughs> Thank you. Signs of allyship. Okay. So talk us through, um, identity in a diagram, right? So if I've got transgender male or man as a cisgender on one side and cisgender female here on the other non-binary in the middle transgender is the umbrella that is over us mm-hmm. when i say trans masculine or trans feminine what does that mean so if it, it, so non-binary is in the middle um anything so if one side is the more masculine side 
let's just say all everything to the left of the middle of non-binary is masculine everything to the right of non-binary is everything f- is f- trans feminine um so you can like lean one way or another is yeah. another way to say it yeah so i i say i'm trans mask because i'm transgender but i'm masculine of the center but you do not identify as being a transgender male because that no. would put you into a binary which you do not feel there you go i get it <laughs> um so another way to think of this too is when we talk about the, the and people can can look this up, but the gender bred person. I love the gender bred person. I did this with my kids like years ago. Parents, great opportunity when we talk on our podcast about like have the conversation, have the conversation, have the conversation. Please go Google the gender bred person. So gender bred person, we look at identity and Alex, where does identity live? In our head, who we are, our brain. And gender expression. Um, that's like the external characteristics, your clothes and your hair and how you move and how you talk. And like, that's like where the word androgynous comes from. Cause that's an expression. Yeah. Yeah. Cause androgyny is like, you know, say, say you were assigned female, but you wear suits. Like I have an androgynous style. Yeah. So it's kind of like you're blurring these lines of, of some expectation. I don't actually love the word androgynous, but I get it. I, 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 I don't know that I have any feeling about the word, but I love the expression. <laughs> well, I love the expression too, because I love wearing a full face of makeup and a hot suit. Hey, hey, <laughs> <laughs> we're learning a lot about me today. Okay. <laughs> Biological, <laughs> keeping it clean. Biological sex. Tell me, where does that, what is that? Biological sex. I didn't want to go into a whole bunch of detail about it. This is really complicated. This is not just your, whether you have a penis or a, a vagina. This is like DNA, chromosomes, like down. Yeah. It's like the science part. It's the science part. And and we are not biologically just two sexes. We're like a mix of all these different We're, things. Yeah, yeah. But that come out in like a body part. Yeah. And you could be um, a chromosomal chromosomally I don't know chromosomally. let's just move on yeah it's it's, okay. it's it's complicated and then sexual orientation this is your body parts that go beep 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 okay so I think we get it right yeah so you get your heterosexual bisexual homosexual but even that like sexual orientation like we we are learning so much about like um pansexual or demisexual, asexual, all of these things would be within sexual orientation. Yeah. I love those terms because it really does defy, defy what we've been, you know, it's to be human is to just be like, you're not just one thing. Although I feel very attached to homosexual. Oh, I do too. How I'm just trying to like open it up because not everyone is, but not everyone obviously feels at one extreme or the other heterosexual, homosexual. And I think, you know, this is something where, you know, spiritually, the more open we are, I guess, the more maybe we would realize a lot of people live in that more, they're not in one straight binary. Like we're not, not everybody's heterosexual, not everybody's homosexual, like sexual, sexual orientation is actually fairly fluid. Yeah. So gender just to make sure we're really clear about this gender is not what is assigned to us at birth through our anatomy. You actually like see gender and you, you feel it. It's a sense within yourself. Yeah. You can't see gender. 
It's in my head. Yeah. It's in my body. It's in my mind and in my spirit. Yeah. That's what gender is. Yeah. What, what we see is the expression and the presentation. And so the expression is like, we think about the word, you know, to use androgyny again, that is an expression. So you could identify as male, right? A cisgender male, but you could still express yourself androgynous. Yeah. Right. Or you could be, um, presenting as a mask, like a mask femme person, Mm -hmm. and you could express yourself hyper femme. Mm-hmm. or hyper, like, it doesn't even, it, it doesn't matter. It's just your opinion, your expectation, you know, as long as you're just not holding up that heteronormative because it means nothing like nobody owes you anything or any explanation. We express ourselves how we want to. Yeah. I mean, expression is for everybody else. It's, it's, it's how we, it's the messages we, we, we want to tell others about who we are. So it has nothing to do like expression. When we say androgyny, androgyny is not identity. It is an expression. It is literally what I put on my body so that the world sees me. Yeah. Okay. And sometimes I purposefully mix expressions because I don't want to be pegged into one gender. So give us an example of what, how that like actually shows up. Well, like for example, for like, you know, um, in drag or like, you know, when we, I, I like, it doesn't even matter. I shouldn't even put a situation on it. Like I really love doing like a full face of makeup with like a suit and tie. And so someone will, would look at my face and be like, well, maybe they're more feminine, but then look at my suit and be like, well, well like, wait a minute, they're, they're masculine. They're, they're a man. And I'm like, yeah, but I don't want you to, to peg me into one thing because I'm not. And that is your expression yeah. and of so your identity. Yeah. And, and, and makeup is fun. And then I, and I, lo- and I, I'm choosing things because I like it. That's, that's who I am, but I'm also doing it because this is like, I'm showing someone else. This is, I want to basically not in a, in a, in a weird way, but like, I want to confuse you because I don't live in this binary and it's nobody's business. Yeah. And, but I don't have to Oh, I, yeah. I it's you, you get to, all of us get to choose to express ourselves the yeah. way that we want. Yeah. All right. Hey, Alphabet Mafia. Even the cisgender man, he could wear a full face of makeup if he wanted to. And still be a man. And still be a man. Okay. So Alphabet Mafia, I feel like this is, a, we, we've gone over this in the past, but this is a term that was actually brought up to like be used against the LGBTQ community. Like, oh, you guys keep adding letters. You're yeah, like a good, mafia. Good luck with that. And then, you know, gay people, like we know how to slay it. Yeah. Have you forgot we're badasses? So Alphabet <laughs> Mafia was a little bit of the reclaiming of the word. And there's, we're going to do like, are you ready to do rapid fire with I, me? I am. Pew, pew, pew. Okay. So when I say L, you say. Lesbian. When I say G, you say. Gay. When I say B, you say. Bisexual. T. Transgender. Q. Queer. Q. Questioning. Ooh, can we go backwards? Sure. So Queer. <laughs> Queer uh, umbrella term, also a political term. So queer for a very long time used as like a weapon yeah. of the heteronormative, right? As an insult. Yep. You're and so queer. You're so queer. Queer is a $3 bill. No, thanks. And so what the queer people do? We reclaimed it. We took it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm queer. And, and truthfully, queer is a way to it represents all of us, mm-hmm. right? It is just, it's basically saying like, Hey, I don't operate within the heteronormative cisgender world. And maybe I don't want to explain to you every different part of my orientation or my identity. So I get to say queer. Yep. Now, if a person is not a part of our community, are they allowed to call me queer? Nope. 
it's probably not a good idea. I mean, it's our really, really close friends who are referring to the queer community. That's that's okay with but, me. But that's a, that's a, yeah. But if but, you're not in the community, I'd think twice about using that word. Just use LGBTQ. There you go. Yep. Um, where were we? Q, uh, Q for questioning. Questioning, yeah. What does questioning mean? Uh, I think it just speaks to the important part of exploration, of um, exploring who you are. And we've got two Ps here. Uh, one P for pansexual. What is pansexual? Is you're, Tell me again. You're in love with the soul, with the with the person, with the identity of the person, um, not necessarily what 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 body or package they come in. And then um, the other P would be polyamory, and that means like you're able to be in love with more than or in relation with more than one person at a time. Yeah. Okay. So you could have be in relationships or in love with all different kinds of people. So it's a little bit like breaking down the normative of monogamy. Yeah. Heteronormative. Monogamous relationships. Yeah. So again, some of these are about gender identity. So trans being a a gender identity or two for two spirit, Mm -hmm. right? Two spirit is a gender identity. Um, Sexual orientation would be lesbian, gay, bisexual, pansexual, poly. Like these are all different types of orientation because as we just learned on our last side, gender identity and orientation, these are not the same things. These yeah. are different things. Yeah. And the, and the two spirit, just to acknowledge our, our, our indigenous, in, indigenous friends. So pronouns, when we get into it, we've got our sort of binary pronouns, right? Which is like, I'm Kim, I'm a cisgendered female, but I'm a lesbian, but I use the pronouns she, her you use, or, you, and, and then obviously the other side of the binary being he, mm-hmm. him, um, Alex, tell us a little bit about, and then I want us to do the example of, um, the wallet, the wallet. Yeah. So they, them pronouns, um, I've been faced with, you know, um, they, them being constantly, is it plural and they, them has been used for singular since like the 1300s. So there's that, but anyway, so (laughs) cats on the bite. Um, I think he's definitely he, him pronouns. Just saying, (laughs) keep going. Yeah. So, um, Oh shoot. Now I've lost my train. We're going to do the wallet. Let's walk everybody through the wallet. So when you find a wallet on the, on a park bench at the dog park with the with Captain Underbite and you go, oh gosh, I wonder who lost their wallet. They must be wondering where it is. I hope they find it. You're already speaking to a singular person. This is no different. Thank you for giving us that example. So it comes down to why would I be giving my pronouns to someone? Um, to open a door to be, to say it simply, you're opening a door because I constantly um, introduce myself. Well, co- not constantly, more often than I used to with my name and my pronouns. And I also live in a world where like my job is, you know, it's, it's safe for me to do that. But I also want to just let someone know that like, Hey, I'm safe. I'm a safer person for you. So if I, even though I use binary pronouns and I say, Hey, my name is Kim, my pronouns are she, her, mm-hmm. that is actually a signal to someone. I know I would get super excited. I'm like, oh, yay. She understands pronouns. 
So it's a signal that I'm a safe person yeah. for you to tell me who you really are. Yeah. Yeah. And it's okay. even, and it invites others to share them. Yeah. And especially when, when cisgender people do it, it's, um, it doesn't put all the load on the trans or non-binary person. Meaning you wouldn't have to come up to me and be like, I have no idea looking at this person from the outside if they're an ally or not. Yeah. And am I going to really need to come out to them? But if I say to you, Hey, I'm Kim, I'm she, her. It mm -hmm. says to you, yep, I can, I can do it. Yeah. So that's cisgender people, how we step in to be an ally. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cause I've been waved away. So I'm like, yeah, I don't want to tell you. <laughs> so transgender. So let's just go over. So, uh, so hopefully folks you've gotten here, why you might want to share your pronouns. Okay. But trans transgender, you transitioned away from the gender or sex you were assigned at birth. Mm -hmm. Transcend limits transcend the limits of what we are taught gender really is you transform yourself from who you were told you were to who you really are yeah and i'm being transparent and i am a parent a trans parent <laughs> um about who i am so how do you know if a person is trans alex you won't know unless they tell you because gender lives between the ears and we would never say a person is like transgendering or they're transgendered. No, a person is transgender. Thank you for sharing that. And you could even say like, you know, you could say transgender woman or a woman who is transgender. I got it. Yeah. Yeah. I, she has transitioned away from the sex that was assigned to her at birth. Yeah. She's like, nope, not me. <laughs> okay. So then when we get into sexuality, because again, the purpose of our talk today is to really understand pronouns, right? And so understanding identity again is different than sexuality. Sexuality is what makes me go beep, 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 beep when I look at Alex, right? Or when you look at me, because mm -hmm. you, you go beep, 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 beep. Too. I do. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it is how we talk about how we understand our bodies and understand relationships. It includes all aspects of who we are, our sexualities, our values, beliefs, bodies, desires, relationships, gender, all of our thoughts and feelings about this, mm -hmm. but it's self-defined. Yes, it is. So our heteronormative world where it's like man and woman that might work for you, doesn't work for all of us. Yep. And it's dynamic and it's always changing. Mm -hmm. So for some folks, right. You come out of the closet when you are ready to come out with a closet and you do not owe anyone an explanation of when or how, or experiences that you had to determine what your sexuality is common, common misconception with the queer community, right. Is that when people come out, they'll be like, well, have you had any experiences? How do you really know? Unless you've had an experience with this person, let me just say it a nobody's business right? It's nobody's mm -hmm. business. What we do with our bodies, with anyone else, what our experiences have been. And you can absolutely be queer, know that you're queer and have never had a sexual encounter with another person. Yep. Let's just dispel that right now. Yeah. So a person can identify as lesbian, gay, queer, bisexual, pansexual, really, they get to identify however the heck that they want. And we just respect it. Yeah. Cause it's not about us. Nope. So in our workplace, yeah. So bringing it in, this is really, really important for like, because like the, the mental health aspect, you're sorry, you're going to go there. Am I going to go there? Okay. Do you want me to go there? No, you go there first. Um, so, you know, showing up at the workplace when you're being who you are, like it, this comes down to the mental health and the productivity and being 
I'm sorry, the mental health of the of the person impacted, and which we will get to allyship in a second. Um, but that when you are constantly being misgendered or there's jokes about who you are, this is death by a thousand paper cuts. It's it's what I refer to as a microaggression. Okay, yeah. Right? Yeah. So just to give people some language and understand it. The thing about this too is that you don't know how many of these little death by a thousand paper cuts somebody has had before you've interacted with them. So what may seem like not a big deal to you is a very big deal when it has been the thousandth time that day yeah. someone has felt it. Uh-huh. So this is where allyship. I hear people say like, it was just a joke. They took it the wrong way. You don't know how many jokes that person already had to hear that day. Yeah. So keep in mind, this is about making space. You don't know what that person's experience has been. You don't get to like deflect or deny. No. And it's not about you. Not about you. It's not about you. It's about the impact that your words have had, not necessarily your intent. So just to keep in mind too, um, in, in other countries right now, we are getting legislation, which I'm hoping is going to come to the U S that if like in Canada, for example, yeah. if you misgender someone in the workplace, they consider that a human rights violation. Yeah. Purposeful mis- misgendering, purposeful misgendering. Yeah. Not, not when, not when we make a mistake, but when we purposefully keep making that mistake, right. When someone tells you their pronouns and you wave your hand in front of their face and yeah. say, I just don't get those. They, them pronouns. Oh, one of those things. Oh, one of those. Oh, well, I wanted to be a dinosaur when I was five. I don't expect people to call me by my dinosaur name. Mm -hmm. If you do those things, that is considered in Canada to be a workplace violation of human rights. Mm -hmm. So you might not like it. You might not understand it. You got to learn it. Yeah. So what happens, Alex, when I completely and totally mess something up? Because I'm going to. And in fact, I did. When we were, (laughs) let's bring it back to the beginning. When Alex transitions, Uh we would be like, and I'd be like, I'm going to get their name right. I'm going to get their name right. I'm going to get their pronouns right. I'm going to be the best partner ever. Yep. And then we'd be like driving Uh uh and you're, you're a little bit more of an aggressive driver than me. Physical rush. I can't even get there. But when I felt like we were going to die in a fiery crash, couples, you can identify with this. You know what it's like when your partner's driving and you're like side side car driving and you're like, oh my God, it's so fast. They're so aggressive. Guess what name would pop out of my mouth when I thought we were going to die? Not Alex. Not Alex. (laughs) And so what would I do after I realized we weren't going to die and Alex would like gently apply the brake and not tailgate someone, I would look at Alex and be like, um, so I kind of dead named you. (laughs) I'm really sorry, Alex. I'm going to try to not dead name you. Could you try on not killing us in a fiery crash? (laughs) And we would move it on. Yeah. So allies, I want you to just think about this act, apologize, correct yourself, try it again and keep it moving. Because if you stick in that apologizing, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I can't believe I did this. I feel so horrible. How do you feel? What are you really doing? You are taking a shit ton Ton of of space. space. Yeah. You're centering yourself. Once again, you are centering yourself. Really? The person just needs to hear you say, whoops. Yep. Caught myself, Alex, they, them, I got it. Let me try this again and keep it moving. Yeah. And, and, you know, and try, you can practice with a friend, like when that person's not around, that's totally okay. 
Yeah. And we had many friends in our amazing circle, which I consider allies. And every once in a while, they mess it up and they say to you, Alex, I'm sorry, as I was saying, and they keep it moving because for you to have the conversation constantly centered around it, it's uncomfortable. Yeah. I just want to keep going. You just want to keep going. (laughs) You acknowledge it. It's cool. You mess it up. Let's keep going. Yeah. So we want to leave you with some takeaways about being out, being an ally. Yeah. And we got a really cute, cute little graph here for you. Yeah. So when you're an ally, you, a, you acknowledge, you center the person that is impacted. So I want you to go back to that invisible knapsack, right? If you are a person that is living with privilege, whether it is the privilege of being cisgendered, if it is in the heteronormative culture, which, which means everything around you is reflecting back the world that you live in, you need to acknowledge it and to realize it's not about you. It is about making space for others. Yeah. You're going to, Al, you're going to listen. Alex, tell us what that is. Um, you listen to their story and how they feel and listen to, listen to their experience. I think this is the hardest part for people Yeah, because they want to explain away all the mistakes. And I say this because I've, I've been there too, because you feel bad. You want to, you want to get it right. Just listen, just listen. And, and, and yeah, you want to, as an ally, you want to leverage. So for example, when Alex and I are someplace and maybe Alex is getting the wrong pronouns, right? Maybe they're using she or not get, or maybe they're dead naming them. Me in that case, because I am cisgendered, I am going to leverage that work. And I'm going to say, Hey, just remember it's Alex and they, them. I am not going to make Alex constantly correct people. I am going to step in because the thing is, is it's more about, again, this is about centering the person that's impacted. The person that's impacted is Alex. The person that is impacted is the person that uses pronouns that don't fall into the hetero cisgendered normative. So you want to center that. And do some of that emotional lift for them. And then our last is yield. Yield. Yeah. Yield the floor. Um, ask yourself the question, am I taking space or making space? So let's give an example of what taking space would be. <laughs> We're wired for taking space. We are wired for taking space yeah. and it's okay. This is our natural state of being. And we're yeah. asking everyone to consciously be more aware. So taking space would be in that example that I just gave, right? Which is Alex and I are someplace and Alex is being misgendered. Taking space is the person that is doing the misgendering and us centering on their bad feelings because they messed it up. Mm -hmm. That is taking space. Making space is if you have made a mistake, which you're going to, if you make one or when you make that mistake, making space for Alex is just saying, Hey, I messed that up. Let me do better. Mm -hmm. And moving it on because you've centered the impacted person, which is the person that doesn't live in the heteronormative cisgendered world. Yeah. You are giving space, taking space is making it all about you and your mistake. I mean, really, we should be joyous at this. Yeah. <laughs> Not focusing on our, on our mistakes, but on how can I do this so that it is centering the right person and bringing awareness and then moving it on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Got anything else you want to add to that? I was just thinking about just r- real life s- situations I've been in where you know um, people want to defend why why people are making mistakes. Oh, it's really hard. Oh, it's really you know. Oh, it takes time. They're so sensitive. I just meant it as a joke. Yeah, 
Um, this is new for me. You know, I'm, I mess it up too. Like it's, it took me a while. I'm like, yes, yes, yes. I understand all of that. You are ignoring the fact that this is difficult. This hurts me when this person misgenders and all I need you to do is just be like, "Uh uh-huh. Yeah. I will do better. I will do better. I'll step in for you. But the, it's just, yeah. I just want to note too, that this is this is allyship is something where it is always focused on the active activism, not a person. Yeah. That's what you're focused on. And so the activism in this space is I want to create a more inclusive space for the LGBTQ community. Yeah. That's what you're centering on. So anytime you feel you are making it about yourself, you are taking space. It's not about you. Yep. It is about making space for a community that has really been underserved, underheard, dehumanized. And that's not really what we want. Most of us actually really want to center and respect people. Our intent is normally really, really good, but it's the little ways sometimes in which we don't realize that we're actually causing harm. Yeah. So think about that when you go through being an ally, acknowledge it's not about you listen, hear what their experience is, if they're willing to share with you mm-hmm. when you can. And, oh, go ahead. and if you feel that urge to defend yourself, that is your flag to, to stop. stop and, and listen, listen even deeper and to sink in, like be cool. <laughs> Just take it in. Just take it in. Like, yeah. And then leverage, obviously, when you do see something happen, don't wait for the person to speak up. There is simple ways. You don't have to make it a big deal, mm-hmm. but just a simple, Hey, remember Alex's pronouns are they, them. And you keep it moving and yield. You are always thinking as an ally, how am I making space for someone whose experience might not be the same as mine? Who hasn't had a voice mm-hmm. whose voice needs to be amplified. Just be asking yourself those questions. Yeah. You got anything else? No, this is great. This is awesome. Yep. This is like LGBTQ rapid fire today. Pew, 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 pew. I we think we it. got it. Cool. All right, Balls of Magic. You can find us on how to be queer podcast, podcast at yeah. gmail.com for email. We are powered by youth scene. Powered by youth scene. Check us out on um, youth scene, S-E-E-N.org. You can also find us on Instagram, Balls of Magic. And Facebook, Balls of Magic. We love y'all. We love y'all. Thanks for listening. Think about using those pronouns, folks. Pronouns. Happy International Pronouns Day. Happy International Pronouns Day.